following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, we have uh, previously talked a little bit, uh, actually one program about the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses, a group that uh, was formed in 1884, and many people have had door knocks uh, from these Mm -hmm. folks who are very uh, impressive, I think, in in terms of their, their desire to evangelize and to do the work of getting their word out as they see it. Uh, so that's that's one thing I will kind of credit them for. Mm-hmm. Now, um, is anything else you'd like to say about Jehovah's Witnesses as we start, and we can get into some some mm-hmm. of the questions that we have? Well, one of the things that I've noticed um, years ago, uh, they use the Bible. They now it may not be, it may be the Watchtower version um, that was. Uh, published and authored by it, the founder of Jehovah's Witnesses, um, and it was, it, it was Charles Taze Russell, and it, it's the, called the New World Translation. And the, some of the concern is that uh, while they will use that exclusively, uh, it... it um, the interpretation, or there can be misinterpretations um, where Charles Hayes Russell uh, uh, communicated that he knew Greek, and then on a stand uh, from the, uh, I'm talking about uh, a, a Canadian pastor, um, did a published pamphlet against uh, Russell and his his, uh, claiming there were deviant doctrines. And so there was a a court case. And even though uh, Russell communicated that he knew the Greek alphabet uh, when he was handed Greek to, on the stand, he was not able to uh, perform what he indicated that he could do, and so uh, th- this this was uh, kind of a blow to some to his to his reputation. But uh, the point is, today, if you were to mention that to a Jehovah's Witness, um, typically they would just say, "Well, but that's in the past," and they would just say, "That's not applicable to what the truth is." as we present it, or as is presented. So, um, I've talked with Jehovah's Witnesses who will say, well, even though that took place, that's not uh, the focus. And they would just leave his reputation as founder uh, for for several Canadians, well, for several uh, court cases, uh, uh, like the Miracle Wheat Seeds, um, they they would just, which proved to be inferior as not five times superior. So, you know, these, so, so even though you can present this um, 
I think the issue is more important to deal with what are the doctrines that are taught. Are they accurate from the perspective of God being the author of the Bible? Right, right, right. Well, good. Um, you've got a, a, a very helpful, I love these when we find them in the Keys for Living, on the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses, and there's one uh, where the acrostic is fear, because mm-hmm. because many times the the people who are following Jehovah's Witnesses and, and their, their faith uh, are living in fear, and so you've got an acrostic there that covers those four words of uh, that Start with those letters, F-E-A-R. I wonder if you'd share those. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and the, the question would come, what would cause people to be attracted to become a part of Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, the appeal is made to fear within the human heart. And what that means is the F, um, fear, um, as you indicate, it, yeah, I just did an easy um, alliteration or, or uh, uh, acrostic, acrostic. Mm-hmm. of the word of the word fear. Uh, it's Jehovah's Witnesses are living under a um, a significant cloud of impending doom. I'm talking about believing according to their history. They predicted the end of the world would occur in the year 1914. And when that did not happen, it was then changed to 1918. And again, when the end of the world did not occur, then in 1925, and then again in 1975. So if you believe the end of the world is coming and it's a specific date, um, it's important to uh, understand that people can say, well, then I'm going to have to align my life with whatever I'm being taught by the Jehovah's Witnesses, and and they are sincere. Uh, Now, the problem is what the Bible actually teaches uh, that that we will not know the day, the time, Um, and that's that, so, so setting those dates would run counter to what the Bible actually teaches about none of us will know the actual date. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get um, to tonight's uh, information here about the Jehovah's Witnesses in just a moment. If you'd like to connect with our customer support team and get that information on Jehovah's Witnesses or maybe anything else that is related to what you're dealing with in your life, if there's a question you have or maybe there's a relationship issue, uh, some other uh, issue that you'd like to learn about and to understand from God's perspective. We have resources that we can help you with. The number for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and we'd be happy to talk with you and recommend some of our titles, resources to you. Now, our keys for living on the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses, we have uh, with the subtitle, a counterfeit kingdom or not. And again, that's Jehovah's Witnesses. You can get that information by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Now, if there's something you'd like to speak with June about on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll just leave a message. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability in the next few days, and we'd like to hear from you. Again, that's 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Now, June, uh, you were talking about uh, earlier this uh, uh, idea of fear that many Jehovah's Witnesses live under, and uh, the first Mm -hmm. letter of that acrostic fear was that there is kind of a cloud of impending doom, you said, and destruction, that they had predictions of when the world would end, and uh, those dates came and went, uh, left, and and, uh, they they haven't come, uh, come to pass, obviously, yet, but... Uh, wanted to point out the scripture here that we were talking about, and this is in uh, Matthew 24 and verse 36, but it says, uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus talking, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven or the Son, but only the Father. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. no one knows, only the Father knows that date, and I think the implication is that it's not going to be revealed to anybody else, but the Father knows, and uh, he uh, he will make that come to pass when it's time. Right. So it's clear the day and the hour are unknown to all of us here on earth. And again, as you've said, it's very clear. Uh, In fact, those who really want to check us out, uh, go on and write down this passage. I'm looking at it right now in my Bible, uh, Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day 
or our, and and it qualifies it specifically as to who will not know only the Father. So, it's uh, so therefore for a person, any person say I. And by the way, I had a a relative, a cousin, um, much older than me, who he became a Christian, and then all of a sudden was setting a date, and I thought, hmm. And I, I, I get, I know he was new in the faith. He was immature, um, but um, so on a personal level, I, I questioned the veracity of what he was saying. I was respectful. I did not tell him I did not uh, agree with what he was saying. Um, but uh, that date came and went just as there are many, many... By the way, this is not the only cult that has set dates. There are people who have gone up on mountaintops, mm-hmm. and they're, they've had a date, and then when it does not happen, there, there can be despondency. Um, but in this case, what we're talking about with Jehovah's Witnesses... Um, they have set many dates and all dates that they have communicated to their faithful, uh, loyal followers, uh, they've always failed to take place. But there is a fear that there's going to be this impending doom. So that's the point, uh, one of the characteristics, and, and even causes for people to be drawn, thinking, I have to do this, because what if, I'm going to be doomed because that's part of the teaching that if you do not adhere to their teaching, there is doom for mm-hmm. for each person. Yeah, yeah. Well, the E in fear that we're working through is exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Only the Jehovah's Witnesses have, quote, the truth, unquote. And only those in a right relationship with the organization, um, the Watchtower organization, though they only they will be permitted to have eternal life. So again, this is the fear factor. Uh, this is why many are drawn, and they think they think I have to just make sure that in case that happens, I am on. Uh, I'm I'm in accord with. The Jehovah's Witnesses organization, what they teach. Uh, so it's, the, and this can be very powerful if you believe the the leaders who appear very sincere. And I don't question their sincerity, mm-hmm. but we can be sincere and sincerely wrong right. too. Yes. Well, one thing that is that our faith is, or at least ought to be grounded and founded on is that uh, it is uh, eternal life, that our salvation is a free gift of God's grace. And what I hear Uh you saying is that's different uh, in Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, this would be the concept of achievement, meaning works. Uh, That would be the A in the word fear, achievement. It must be earned to receive Eternal life must be earned through faith and good works. 
um, even though the Bible is clear that this is uh, in Ephesians, we, we read clearly, um, it is not by works that we are saved, lest any man should boast. And so this is a, a key element within many cults. There is a works mentality. I have to, um, with, with Mormons, uh, like I have to be doing multiple things uh, to be baptizing for the dead, for example, um, as, as one of the works. Uh, and they give reasons for this, even though the Bible does not teach that. But uh, we have to understand the, the, it is countered uh, in uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Right. And uh, so this just reminds me, June, I think I was, we have talked about this before. I, I used to work with uh, Jehovah's Witness, not not here at Hope for the Heart, by the way. <laughs> but, okay. But uh, just to clarify. Glad to hear that. <laughs> yes. But uh, so I worked with uh, someone who followed that faith, and I found out that the what they call service, I mean, we talk about doing service within the church. And uh, then we enjoy that. We hopefully do that from a from mm-hmm. a pure heart and because we want to. But what they call service is what what we would recognize as their canvassing uh, neighborhoods, knocking on doors, as we mentioned mm-hmm. before. That's that's called their church, quote unquote, service. And so that that whole thing is that's all wrapped up in works. By the way, there is a right service. In mm-hmm. other words, for. Every authentic Christian, there will be a heart yielded to the Lord, mm-hmm. and what we are told, we, but but it's not in order to gain eternal life. It's after becoming a Christian, there will be positive works that we will do, but to achieve eternal life, this concept of achievement is the issue. It is not based on good works. Right, right. All right, so we're almost at the end here of this word fear, the acrostic mm-hmm. F-E-A-R, and the R is for respect. Well, this is where Jehovah's Witnesses, they typically have an authoritative answer to all of life's problems, and their zealous desire for evangelism gains the ad- admiration hmm. of those who are searching for truth. Yes. Uh, there, and so there is a respect that people have, and I understand, um, because many people are authoritative, and they can be correct, or they can be incorrect. Hmm. But they will be very, um, very determined with these. And I, too, um, my mother had um, someone working for her. And and then her husband, um, uh, you know, for a period of time, I hired uh, the two of them to do certain things. And uh, I, you know, I cared about them. But uh, 
things are very specific, and, and I understand this is what they are taught. And yet my concern was the possibility of this wife dying by virtue of her bleeding out and meaning a, a blood problem. And um, they're cert they're, they are very definite about what is not allowed, he, like a, a blood transfusion. And um, he, he said, well, if she dies, you know, she dies. It's not, but he, but he loved her, you know, and I knew that. But because that's against their faith. Um, now, the Bible doesn't present that it's wrong to have blood transfusion. That is not addressed. But that's, uh, but the, the, there can be adamant uh, teaching, and there is respect that many have for the, and, and admiration for those who are uh, searching for truth. They, they can appear very uh, knowledgeable to the point of you don't defy what they say. Yes. Well, good. Uh, so uh, about this fear, though, um, there is a belief, and we've talked a little bit about what they believe about what's coming and their kind of eternal life that, that they're looking ahead to. And, and uh, mm -hmm. there's a belief out there that says that their only hope of attaining eternal security on what they would call paradise earth is by obeying the teachings and doctrines of the Watchtower. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the only way. And, and it's, they believe that absolutely with um, total sincerity. Mm -hmm. Now, the right belief is my heavenly hope is eternally secure through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Son. And the Bible states this. Uh, this is John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, the problem is this. Uh, they do not believe in the Trinity. There is only Jehovah. Um, and not... The, the Holy Spirit is not God. The Jesus Christ is not God, even though uh, the Bible it does teach a Trinitarian view. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer.
Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we offer God's truth for today's problems. We're here simply because of your ongoing prayers, your continued support of this ministry, and we thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic, or really any number of topics, there are over 100 of what we call Keys for Living that will help you to address what's going on in your life. Our Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics, and there's sure to be something that relates to what you're dealing with, whatever your struggle might be in your life at this point. So just talk to our customer support team, again, 800-488-HOPE, and they will be glad to recommend some of our resources. We have ones that you can purchase and we'll send to you, or there are lots of resources that we have, free resources, on the website that you can take a look at there as well. Website is hopefortheheart.org, and you can find those. Also, if you want to uh, learn more about this particular topic tonight, Jehovah's Witnesses, the keys for living called a counterfeit kingdom or not. And again, customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Well, Gene, as we talk about Jehovah's Witnesses tonight and uh, really want to, uh, I think, turn the corner here and, and to say, all right, here's, uh, here's who they are, here's what they believe, and mm-hmm. even sometimes why they believe. I mean, what, what some of the, we've talked about those things, uh, some of the reasoning they would have. Uh, so I think it comes down to, and it's presented in our materials this way, so you had that idea too, is that, that we, mm-hmm. uh, we need to understand really and have a strong uh, sense ourselves of who Jesus is. Well, I, I want to say it is not just Jehovah's Witnesses that can be unaware that Jesus is God. Um, I will just say most critics assume that Jesus never claimed to be God. They also assume that the New Testament writers never claimed that Jesus is God. So for accurate interpretation, a student of the Bible must look at the what I call the whole counsel of God. Mm. The whole counsel. Not just what at one scripture or two scriptures. Look at all that is said in regard to Jesus. And therefore, you will see, based on scripture the context of the whole about Jesus. For example, the first words in Genesis state, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
since God was the creator and since Colossians 1, 15 through 17 present that Christ created all things, the relationship between God and Jesus must be that of equality. Jesus Christ must be God. And you look at this, he is the image. This is Colossians 1, beginning in verse 15. He is the image. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Uh, For by him all things were created. I'm going to repeat that. By him all, that's Jesus, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Now that's Colossians 1, 15 through 17. And the point is, he was involved in creation. And when you see Genesis 1, it's very, well, I'm going to go on to something else, but it is uh, fascinating to understand the word Elohim. Elohim is the word that is used uh, when we read our English version, we see the first words in the Bible in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That can sound singular, but it's not. The word Elohim, the El is God, and the Im at the end is um, Mighty One. Uh, it is more than two, the H-I-M, Elohim, the I H I M indicates, uh, or two, excuse me, two or more. And then we see uh, later, uh, we, we see in uh, uh, Genesis 1, 26, then God said, let us, notice the plural, mm-hmm. let us make man in our image and in our likeness, etc. The point is, it's a plural. Again, God said the God there is Elohim. The plural of God. It's not gods, but God, the one who is our Savior, our Creator. And so, what I want us to go to is a part in our keys of um, we 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 have a section. What different people. And different books of the Bible say about is Jesus God. So this will be great for you to know. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he refers to Jesus as God and Savior in Titus 2.13. We wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hmm. By the way, I'm going to suggest that you just write down these references mm-hmm. and then if you have uh, the ability to highlight or underline these verses in the Bible, this is huge. Um, P- 
Peter refused, excuse me, Peter refers to Jesus as God and Savior. And this is Second Peter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. So we've looked at Paul. We've looked at Peter saying those same words, God and Savior. Tom, uh, Thomas refers to Jesus as my Lord and my God. In fact, he was stunned. I mean, he wasn't going to believe that Jesus had raised from, been raised from the dead. And then when he sees the resurrected Jesus, Thomas said to him, Jesus, my Lord mm. and my God. Yes. That's John 20, verse 28. Now, John, the, John the Beloved, the author of the Gospel of John, the author of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the book of Revelation, refers to Jesus as the Word, with a capital W, the Word, and God. In the beginning, this is John, the very first, in, in, in the Gospel of John, the very first chapter and first verse. In the beginning was the Word, again, it's a capital W, was the Word, that means the personal expression of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, Jesus even says that he is, um, that, that he and God are this, are God the Father are one. And that's in John ten thirty. I and the Father are one. In Hebrews. We're looking at um, specifically these different books of the Bible here. In Hebrews, Jesus is called God. This is Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 8. About the Son, meaning the, with a capital S, about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, and righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. In the, epi the epistle of 1 John, uh, Jesus is called the true God and eternal life. That's 1 John 5, 20. In Philippians, Jesus is described as, quote, in the very, in very nature God. Uh, this is Ephes uh, this is Philippians two, verses five and six. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Very nature means what is natural or what's natural for Jesus. You see miracle after miracle after miracle. This is not what common people can do, hmm. even the, the godliest people. They can't multiply and feed 5,000 people based on having possession of a few loaves of bread and a few fish. Uh, 
in, in the book of Colossians, Jesus is fully God with, quote, all the fullness of deity, meaning Godhood. And this is Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. In Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is called the great I Am. Uh, if you look up uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, you see that this is referring to God. Um, this passage will refer to, and in fact, many Jewish people will not use those words about God himself because it's holy. Uh, John eight fifty eight. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Adam was born, and then he used the term, I am. He is the great I am. Now listen, this to me, I mean, I don't know of anything stronger than this. This is in the book of Romans. Jesus is called God over all. Romans 9, verse 5. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, hmm. forever praised. Again, Romans 9, verse 5. And I, I wanted to go through this so that you're... I understand that people can be sincere. I, I, I can think of when I was sincere and sincerely wrong about certain things in the Bible because first I was exposed to um, that which was not biblical. And I expressed my opinion. And then when I saw, oh, the Bible corrected me through people uh, very kindly, and then I began to realize I, I have been taught things that were not according to the Word of God. And so I had to admit I was sincere, but I was also sincerely wrong. I wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. It had nothing to do with Jehovah's Witnesses. But at times we can believe something most sincerely. But this is why we want, and this is why I give accurate scriptures so you can look it up for yourself. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817.
The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. You're listening to Hope in the Night, and uh, we welcome you back to the program here. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. And uh, really, this topic uh, fulfills that for you. Uh, It's what we mean by helping you and helping you to help others, because we want to arm you, equip you, and educate you with uh, with this information tonight. And then maybe someday, as June and I talked, you know, Someone listening to us on this program, whether it's live or on podcast or somewhere, might hear this and then tomorrow get a knock on the door and need to know some of the the, the things to say to engage and to, uh, to just very practically to reach out to a Jehovah's Witness, someone who is uh, is of a different faith and who uh, you would like to to come into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you have any questions about tonight's topic, uh, we can recommend our keys for living on uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, specifically as we're uh, talking about that tonight, called A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. And we have that information. Also, I want to recommend our keys for living on the topic of Jesus and the Godship of Jesus, uh, because there is uh, one of our entire keys for living on that called uh, Jesus, Is He God? Is the Deity of Christ Defendable? And you can find a lot more information there than what we're able to share here. And uh, we encourage you to get that into your hands. The number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Well, June, back to our uh, content here on uh, talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. So we did say we want to be practical and uh, really know what to say when people hear these questions. They hear something that's just a little different from what we would believe. And uh, so there are some corrections for the claims of Jehovah's Witnesses. They mm-hmm. claim flat out, and uh, the, you just uh, went through Scripture after Scripture to talk about uh, the idea that Jesus is God. That's one of the main major claims to me, that they're, uh, they believe mm-hmm. that Jesus is not God. Well, you know, even Thomas the Doubter, or the Doubting Thomas, um, He's known that that he has this um, cultural name. Um, he he didn't believe that Jesus had been raised from the dead. And then when he saw them again, he said, "My Lord and my God." Mm-hmm. And so you can always point that out. Uh, that's John twenty, uh, meaning chapter twenty, 
uh, especially verse 28. But also, uh, there are people who are taught that the Holy Spirit is just a force. Hmm. Yet, um, the Trinitarian view is, again, triune, Trinity is tri, three, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, well, what if you're only taught, well, the Holy Spirit is just a force. Um, The Apostle Peter called the Holy Spirit God. I never will forget when I was first learning, uh, I thought, where, where is this? So it's in the book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. And it's interesting. This is uh, a story about Ananias uh, and Sapphira. And there was, uh, there, there were problems uh, lying that took place. And Peter, the apostle Peter, this is after Jesus had died, uh, he said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept, and it had to do with money that he was supposed to have given, but he kept it for himself. Then in verse 4, you have lied to men, excuse me, you have not lied to men, but to God. See, he said, you've lied to the Holy Spirit, and then he says, you have lied not to men, but to God. Then, um, I, 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 since I've mentioned the, tr- the word Trinity, a, a person, um, many people have said, many Jehovah's Witnesses have said, well, the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that is true. That's correct. But neither are the words discipleship, missions, uh, the Old and New Testaments. Likewise, important Jehovah's Witnesses terms like theocratic, pioneer, uh, the governing body, and disfellowshipping, those aren't found in the Bible, including uh, in the the New World Translation, their their version, yet they teach those principles. Mm -hmm. So the lack of these specific words in the Bible doesn't necessarily mean that they are unbiblical. Uh, for example, the Trinity is presumed in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, and this is uh, a common scripture that many people know. Go, this is Jesus saying, this is one of the last things he said to his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So here you see all three importantly linked together. Mm. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And there are other passages like that. Uh, There's another claim. Uh, Jesus is less than the Father, uh, according to the Apostle Paul, they could say in in um, First Corinthians, 
chapter 11, verse 3, where we read, the head of, the, uh, of, the head of Christ is God. So let me just explain that, and then I'll let you take over uh, when, when I'm finished with this, mm -hmm. Jeff. Okay. When on earth, while, in other words, while Jesus was on earth, Jesus submitted to the Heavenly Father when he took on human form. When in heaven, Jesus was equal to the Father, Jesus is equal to God the Father in nature. In other words, that which is natural for him to do, not natural like we would experience, far superior to that, but equal to God the Father in nature, in glory, and in honor. The Apostle Paul also said, your attitude should be that the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. So we have to understand Jesus is has the same absolute nature as as God and that's because he is God. Uh, God the Father. Uh, he's equal. Now um are there other issues that we should bring up, Jeff? Yes, and I wonder, you know, as, as you and I talked earlier th that um, off off the air, that um, many times we have these scriptures and think, uh, well, okay, if they if they would say this, then I would say I would say this. I would go to the scripture mm -hmm. just as you're doing now. Uh, but you said you had had done that before, and how did that how did that turn out? Well, I did this with. Uh, two people who were Jehovah's Witnesses, someone who had asked me if I would meet with a, a woman who was lovely, articulate. And so I had all these scriptures that I gave a few moments ago, and I said, what does your Bible say? In other words, the New World Translation. But all of those verses had been changed. Mm -hmm. They were not um, as we would read in whether it's the King James Version, the New International Version, uh, uh, RSV, ESV, all, all these other translations. So they changed. Charles Taze Russell changed the words, and that is part of the difficulty if, if they use their Bible which would not coincide with our Bibles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that mentioned just not not to um, uh, sway anybody and think, oh, well, you're not up to this task, but <laughs> just for us to know the Scriptures well and for us to, to be ready. And, and, of course, always to pray and, and seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit to, to uh, oversee that situation and put words in our mouths even, put bring Scriptures to mind. That uh, that we would need in that kind of discussion. So it's yes. it's a an encouragement to to learn more to to really know what we're talking about, what we believe. Well, there's right. there's this idea uh, from the witnesses and and from other faiths too that I know about that uh, they believe that Jesus did not rise bodily from the grave; that it was just a vapor. Well, 
Jesus was raised in bodily form um, from the grave based on the authority of the Bible. And all you do is turn to Luke 24, verse 39. This is when Jesus appears after he is crucified. Um, and he is before his disciples, some of the disciples. And he said, look at my hands and my feet. It is I, meaning Jesus, it's I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Because there was a, um, an appearance of Jesus where one of the disciples said, it's a ghost, it's a ghost, but it was Jesus. And so he was communicating, no, he's not a ghost. So that's uh, using the scripture to help others see, okay, even the disciple thought this initially. Well, good. And, um, and so this is um, another claim that the Jehovah's Witnesses will make, that, that there are, uh, for the unrighteous who reject Jehovah, then in their system, that no eternal torment in hell exists. In other words, that they only are just annihilated. They cease to exist. Mm -hmm. Some people call it vaporing. They just vaporize. So the doctrine of eternal punishment in hell is clearly taught in numerous places throughout the Bible. Um, one poignant story is that of Lazarus and the rich man. And Jesus clearly states, in hell, I'm reading from Luke 16, verses 23 and 24. In hell, where this is he, he the rich man, was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip his finger the tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. The point is, the Bible is clear. There is a literal place called hell. And in the future, um, th this is why it's vital that we be very serious about, we want to know what is the truth based on the Bible and God is the author of His Word, the Bible. Uh, he wants us to know there is heaven, but there's also uh, there's hell, and then there is heaven, and that He wants to give us when we put our faith in Him. We have resources on tonight's topic, the uh, Je Jehovah's Witnesses, and that's called A Counterfeit Kingdom or Not. And we have resources there if uh, you'd like to give to keep resources going out as we give resources on uh, every program to, to that night's caller. If you'd like to support our ministry here, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.